Hello and welcome back to another episode of Your Drone Questions Answered. I'm John Dicko here to find the person to answer your drone questions. Today, we have a question. When setting up a drone business, do you need to have a business checking account or can you just have clients write you a check personally? This is actually a question submitted from our Drone Launch Academy private community, Drone Launch Connect, submitted by Rob. And so today I have with me the founder of Drone Launch Academy, David Young. David, thank you for being here again with me today. Yeah, thanks, John. So this is kind of an interesting question. It's not just, you know, there's also the questions of how this works when claiming income at the end of the year. I mean, especially if this is a part-time gig. And so obviously you're the right person to talk to about this situation because you founded your own business here, DLA. Let's just kind of start, get right into it. What did you do in terms of setting up? Sure. So there's like the best practices and then there's kind of like what you can get away with. So I've always done it to where I've set up a completely separate bank account and I have separated all business and personal stuff and it's we can talk about why that's good and you know what what's required right it's always best in my opinion to set up a separate entity so like a limited liability company sometimes an s corporation or you can do something like it's an llc taxed as an s corporation is like a popular thing if you're making over a certain threshold of income but as far as taxes go so when the irs is looking for tax purposes they don't even really recognize an llc a limited liability company they only see certain things. So, and again, I'll, I'll give my some, before I went into drones and started Drone Launch Academy, I went to school for accounting. I used to be a CPA and uh, I did my master's in finance and all stuff. So this is what I used to do all the time. Uh, but now I'm over in the, in the drone world more. Um, but I do remember all this stuff. So IRS either sees you as a sole proprietorship, which is just me. Let's say I wanted to have a drone business. It'd be me flying my drone. I'm getting paid and that's it. So they see me as a sole proprietorship. They're taxing me. The money that I get from my business kind of they'll say flows through is what they say. So it ends up directly on my personal income tax return. A lot of times it would be on something called a schedule C. It's getting a little in the weeds, but it's basically just a list of, hey, how much money you made from this kind of side business of yours, or even if it was a full-time business, what were all your expenses? What was your net income? And that net income amount from your schedule C goes on your personal income tax return. And it's just you as a business. So that doesn't matter if you are if you have an LLC or if you don't have an LLC, that's what they see. Now, what you don't want, if you get audited, right? And they start looking, they say, okay, show us all the money you made and all the expenses that you claimed. So let's say I owned a drone business, say I made you know 100 grand, but then I bought a bunch of drones, I paid for marketing, I hired some subcontractors, whatever. Uh, and let's say I cleared 50 grand. I'm just making up numbers to make it nice and easy. They're gonna say, okay, show us all the money that came in for that hundred and then show us total it up to the 50 grand that you spent and all the documentation you have to show that these are legitimate business expenses. Now, if that's all inside of your personal account, right? It's going to be mixed in with all of your other personal expenses. Every time you went and bought a t-shirt, anytime you bought food or got gas or whatever, and then you're going to have to be sitting there going, oh, well, this one was business, but this one was personal and you're going to sort it out. It's going to be a giant mess and they don't like commingling funds. Okay. Okay. So if you have a separate entity, LLC, you can set up a bank account for that name. So for me, I have a Drone Launch Academy LLC entity, and I have bank accounts that are set up in that name. Same thing, I have a, a drone business uh, that we use too for when we do drone work ourselves, and that's got its own checking account. It's got its own everything, right? And so when I get a check for drone work, I put it in that account. When I get a check for people buying courses or whatever, that goes into the Drone Launch Academy account, and it keeps it separate. So that way, if you know we ever get audited, it's all in one place. All the documentation is clean right there. A second thing is, let's say you do have an LLC. And the reason you would set up an LLC is for 
liability protection. It's what they call it, limited liability company. So it makes it like its own, we say own entity, but think of it as like its own person. So if you were working on behalf of the LLC or a subcontractor or employee was, and they caused some damage or did something and someone tried to sue you, that whoever was kind of coming after you or trying to bring a, some lawsuit against you or some claim against you, they can't go then after all of your personal assets. They can't go get your car and get your, um, you know, personal possessions, anything like that. They can only take or can only make a claim against what is inside of the business or owned by the LLC. But the problem starts when you, let's say, have an account and you're using that account for personal stuff and business stuff, kind of, they call that co-mingling funds. And what happens there is someone could, let's quote, pierce the corporate veil. And again, I'm not an attorney, so it's kind of diving a little outside of the accounting world and into the attorney world. But sure. if someone pierces the corporate veil, it means, oh, hey, the courts will say there's not really a distinction between you and your business here. Just kind of you're treating it all the same. Therefore, we're going to act like the business protection doesn't exist and they can come after your personal stuff. So that's another reason why it's smart to have a separate entity and then keep your accounts separate. So keep your personal expenses and your personal paycheck in your personal accounts and then keep all business income and keep all business expenses in your business account and keeps it nice and clean. And whenever you're ready to pay yourself, you literally write a check or do a electronic transfer or whatever from your business account to your personal account. And you can label it owner withdrawal, owner distribution, whatever it means. Hey, I own the business and I'm taking money out to claim profits or pay myself. Right. And that is viewed as a, okay, that's just an owner transaction. That's not you commingling funds. That's how you're supposed to do it. There's nothing illegal about just operating as yourself. David Young, I go do some work, I fly a drone job. Somebody writes me a check for 300 bucks, hands me a check and I deposit it in my account. Um, and then at the end of the year, I want to go and I do that and I write off expenses. You can do that. It's not illegal. There's nothing technically wrong with it, but you don't get any liability protection if someone tries to sue you for something. And if you ever get audited by the IRS, it's just going to be very messy. You're going to give yourself a headache. It's going to raise a lot more questions because they're going to get your bank account statement. And now they're going to see all of your stuff and you're going to have to do a lot more explaining as to what was what. And you're just going to create more problems for yourself. It's not that hard to create that separation. One more point to bring up. If you are in a state where it's very cost prohibitive to start an LLC, I think Massachusetts is pretty expensive. Maybe California. There might be one other where I think it's like somewhere in the ballpark of 500 bucks to start an LLC. And let's say you're doing it like this person was just on the side. You're not even expecting to really bring in that much money from it. You're just kind of dabbling. One thing you could do, it's called a DBA, doing business as or a fictitious name, which means you're not setting up an LLC or anything, but you are creating a separate name to do business as. So I could say Dave's Drone Services, and I could file that with usually that's like at the county level. And if that's filed and if that's legit, then I could open up a bank account in that name. Now, again, it's not like an official entity that's separate from me, but I'm allowed to do business under that name and I can have a separate business or a separate account in that name and I can deposit my checks there and people can make that out to Dave's drone business. You know, it's not an LLC or anything like that, but it at least allows you to have a separate account with separate expenses without having to set up an official kind of legal company. So if for some reason you don't want to go through all those steps to, you know, cause there are some registration fees, right? I think in Florida, it's around a hundred bucks a year, but in some States it can be a lot more expensive if you're really not doing that much business with it. So it could make more sense to just 
get your like a fictitious name, sort of called, and then make sure you have good insurance that you carry to cover if someone, you know, tries to sue you for, I don't know, flying your drone over their house or whatever. I haven't really heard of that happening. Those are your options. That's kind of like the full gamut. Best practice is set up an LLC, get a separate bank account, keep everything separate makes your life a lot easier. But that's that's the full spectrum of options that you have there for that. Well, and one related question I had was, and you mentioned the cost, but besides the cost, is setting up an LLC complicated? No. I mean, I don't think so. I've done it several times throughout my life, but I even remember back to the first time I did it. It's really nothing crazy. Don't let some of these places charge you hundreds of dollars to set this up for you. There will be some sites or some people that will try to take advantage of you and say, pay me $500, whatever, $1,000 to set up your LLC. That is not necessary. The actual registration of the LLC is extremely simple. Usually you can do it online. Go to your Secretary of State website. So type in Florida Secretary of State. Sometimes it's called something similar like State Corporation Commission, somewhere in there. And then be ready because as soon as you Google that, there's going to be a ton of ads. They're going to try to get you off to a different website that kind of look like a government website, but aren't actually the real government website. So it's not hard to create one. The only thing that would be kind of tricky is that once you do have one set up, you're going to want an operating agreement if you have a, a LLC. It basically just spells out the rules of the company, you know. Who's involved? Who's an owner? What rights do they have? How do we wind the company down? What do we do if there's disputes? Things like that. If you are just by yourself, it's going to be called a single member LLC. Typically, that's pretty simple, you know, as far as an operating agreement goes. There are some websites around that can help you do that. You might be able to find a template. Obviously, the best answer is find a lawyer to do it for you if you have, if you really want to be buttoned up. In our business program that we have, our Drone to 1K business program, we actually had a lawyer draft one up and it's available to people in that course. But then if you have more than one person involved in the LLC, it's called a multi-member LLC. And that's when I say it actually would be worth the money and wise to get a real attorney to look at that and draft something up for you. Because at that point, you have another person involved. And as much as you hate to think about it, disagreements will come up. Even if you guys are best buddies, when you start the business, three years later, you have a disagreement. It's always best to have that stuff thought through in writing, what's going to happen, how it works. So anytime I've been involved in a business where there's multiple people involved, even though I've only done that with good friends, we've always had an attorney look it over, walk us through the process, make sure that that's good. So if you're by yourself, you probably get away with finding something out there. But if it's more than one person, do yourself the favor and, and get an attorney to take a look at it and make sure that you have done the, the right things to prevent future headaches. Sure. Just like any any marriage, right? True. <laughs> you have legal yes, protection exactly. behind that as much as you'd hate to think about it. Yeah, exactly. In a nutshell, though, I mean, going back to the question, re there's really nothing illegal about commingling your funds, combining your personal and business checking accounts, but there are there are risks to it. Yeah. Not illegal, just unwise. Yeah. Okay. Especially given the fact that you can do the fictitious name thing for virtually free. I think most of the counties only require you to put a, a notice in the newspaper or something, which costs, it's a pretty insignificant amount of money. Usually it's like 20 bucks or something. And once you do that, you're good. You can open a checking account for free, right? It's just some steps you have to take, but it's not very expensive. And you can do that and save yourself a lot of headache. And not to mention, it just looks much more legitimate if you have some business name you're operating under versus you know, they say, all right, cool. You know, what, who do we make the check out to? And you're like, oh, I don't know, just me, you know? And they're like, oh, is this, is this legit? Or are you, yeah. just, you know, what is this? I mean, this is fantastic. This is probably a pretty important question to a lot of people in the drone launch community, because a lot of community members are people who are looking to start up their own businesses. And, and this is 
a pretty important first step, I would say. So thank you very much, David, for being here and answering. Yeah, sure. No, happy to do it. And remember, this is this advice applies for any business you want to go start. So if you're going to do surveying stuff or drone stuff or some other type of consulting, I did this same thing when I started up like an accounting consulting business several years ago. I did this when we set up an LLC to buy a real estate property with two friends of mine, right? The process is the same no matter what. So the advice is pretty universal as far as business goes. Fantastic. Well, again, uh, David Young, founder, Drone Launch Academy. Thank you for being here to answer this question. A question that was actually submitted through the Drone Launch Academy private community, Drone Launch Connect. And so if you are a part of that community, feel free to submit a question. We'd be happy to answer it here on this podcast. Or of course, you can still submit a question at ydqa.io and we will answer it that way as well. Thanks, John. It's been great. Right. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. And thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And in the meantime, until next time, we'll see you in the sky.